Hi, it's Nathan Freitas again from Guardian Project, the InGuard podcast, and another episode focused on our Clean Insight Symposium Extraordinaire. Today, we'll be revisiting um, the Circulo project, which we've built in collaboration with Article 19 uh, Human Rights Organization and their Mexico office with our collaborators there, Martha Tudon and Vladimir Cortez. Back in April, you might have heard an episode led by Fabio Maurice, our community manager for Latin America, and more broadly, our user-facing kind of support and engagement for all of our users. Um, and she talked through, in English and in Spanish, the collaboration we had with Article 19, OK Banks, our design partner, and communities of women journalists to co-design um, the Circulo app. While Circulo was built upon uh, uh, the original concept of Circle of Six, a um, sort of affinity group, circle support uh, concept in, embodied in the technology that allowed small groups of people to provide support for each other when facing sexual violence and sexual predation. Um, that model was then extended to all of the kind of potential harms online and offline that women journalists are facing in the world with a specific focus on Mexico. So at its core, Circulo is private and secure like many of the things we do. And it really has a strong kind of anti-tracking uh, methodology and mindset because um, these are people that are already facing a lot of threats and risks and we, we don't need to uh, track them or gather data or do anything more you know we have no phone numbers we don't know the real names we don't kind of store persistent data it's up to them to create these encrypted circles that then they can communicate with it now all that being said as with everything in clean insights we're trying to understand how we can make the app better how we might improve it through ethical measurement, uh, how we might learn things about our users uh, and how they're using the app. Part of that is always by engaging with them, continuing to engage with these communities directly through co-design, which we do. But part of it is to understand, you know, is there something we could measure uh, in the app or ask the users if they want to participate in measurement that could help improve it. So we had a draw with me design session, which you can see a short video of um, as well we'll be posting but this is the full discussion in podcast form between uh, Carrie Winfrey uh, lead at OK Thanks and founder there uh, Vladimir Martha uh, Fabiola and myself I think and so enjoy this draw data with me process discussion We've done some thinking about this in, in regards to Circulo. Um, as Nate mentioned, Fabi's um, has thought about it and um, we've kind of done a few sketches on our end as well. I'm curious to hear from you, Marta and Vlad, have you thought about yourselves, um, we, we've done a lot of uh, workshops with journalists, have you thought about things that you're like, oh, I, I really wish we could know really wish we could know this or like I really wonder this like I really wonder how people are using it or if they're actually using it or how often they're opening it Um, have you and just being involved with the project are there questions that you've had um that that you would like answers to <laughs> I I haven't thought of it in that way it's kind of like the opposite 
you know? So I'm worried about which information stays on the phones, how women are using it in a way that it's, I mean, the app is supposed to be safe, but the thing with Circulo is that we don't want it to be just an app by itself, but we, we think of it like as a process in which women can create protocols of, of safety. And this is a tool, you know? So in that regard, I'm worried about how we, I don't want to ask that much to the app because I'm afraid who's going to have that information. And in Mexico, you know, we have a lot of uh, problems with everything, with cell phones, with like in public security. So it's, there are more concerns, at least on my end, about how we can have the app and develop it in a way that is really useful without asking that much of people and without even us knowing a lot of it. Like, of course, I would love to know, um, as you said, how many times are you using it? Like if it's really something they're, they're not just opening and downloading it and not using it anymore. But um, if they really are um, using it, but at the same time, I don't wanna create like a false um, um, sample because it really depends of the access women have to the internet. It, it, there's a lot of uh, characteristics and, and, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to say like variables that depend on the way that women use it. It's not only about because they want to use it because they think it's safe, but um, in which parts of, of Mexico they're using it. I mean, um, if they're using it like in the north part of the of the country or in the south part, I mean that would be useful because we know we have like some um, as part of the documentation we. We, we have in Article 19, we talk with a lot of journalists and we know um, in which states there are more aggressions towards them. So it would be also nice to try to compare, um, they're opening more, you know, in Mexico City or in Oaxaca or I don't know, those kinds of things. But at the same time, uh, I'm a little bit worried about the use we can do to it and also the interpretation we can give to the information because I think we have to control for so much variables that I don't know if we have them, you know, all the knowledge of them. Yeah. yeah. So one thing um, you had mentioned in regards to variables is access to internet. Um, you also mentioned location. What other variables, if I were making a list, what other variables come to mind? Um, I was actually like wondering also in terms of uh, what people, women, and perhaps like someone else who is downloading the app, like what they are actually like facing while while trying to, while using it, and uh, the things that uh, they start like uh, like seeing and trying to understand how it works and 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 the capabilities of the of the app. And, and then like when they start testing and they start like sending these uh, these uh, alerts uh, like uh, if like, like if they feel that it is uh, easy to to do if uh, they are like having some some troubles while while creating these uh, circles and uh, 
and and basically yeah like uh, trying to to imagine that that moment when you are like downloading the app and then for the first time you are like opening and and then like making the first steps and like creating your uh your user uh username uh and and also like that that moment also when an app you see and and it's like oh it's cool that they are not asking for my name and they're not asking for uh my phone number and they're not like not asking a list of of things that i would imagine it sometimes some people would would ask some others maybe they'll just do like normally but i think those first like reflections of uh, the first moments when you are like uh, using it and and when you're like creating and then like if they're like facing some kind of uh, like troubles if if there's like something that it's like not uh, working uh, perhaps like properly or, or or they're like a little bit confused on on how uh, to use like a certain uh, certain features or when they like start using it and they like start uh, like uh, uh, sending like those emojis and what are like the the responses also like from uh, uh, so yeah like imagine this this first period of time where they are like kind of experimenting first for with with the with the app sure. uh, and also like how they are like imagining on on how this could also uh, Uh, start uh, like uh, uh, like working in a certain environment like trying to also start beginning like thinking oh this will be like really cool if i'm going to use on this or if they have, if i'm going to use uh, on this so i th i think i was yeah like imagining this this first uh, uh, moment where someone start interacting with the uh, with the app and then of for sure like thinking of of your context uh where you are uh how how maybe like asking how many data this will absorb uh if i'm like uh i don't know in in a state where i just like put 50 pesos and and then like uh thinking like oh maybe if i'm running uh this app it will absorb all my 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 data or thinking that oh if, if it's something like a uh, like a, a lighter app or that doesn't absorb so much uh, data it will be great like if if i can start using uh when i'm going to to my work and uh, saying to my relatives or to my colleagues everything it's okay i'm fine uh, i don't know i like uh, then start to imagine how this uh, will uh, can can work and and perhaps yeah there there, there will be like this other variables of uh, uh uh yeah like depending on 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 where where you are uh how many connectivity uh you have uh i would imagine also like the type of network that you have uh if if it's like a journalist or a human rights defenders who already have like a small network which they always like try to follow up and and and, and taking care perhaps it's it's just like adapting the this this app as uh, as a part of 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 the group mm -hmm. i was just thinking about the thing that you said about how much um credit or money you need the run you need for the the app to run so i don't even know that so 
I think it, it would be very useful to have this um, information because it would be easier to sell it, you know, to, to trying to promote it with journalists because here it's not like everyone has an illimited plan on their mobile phones. Some people are just buying, you know, certain money and they use it for WhatsApp or Facebook and internet so i think it would be really useful and i also was thinking about um i think i'm not saying i want to do it i'm just putting like on the table but i yeah. think it would be very useful um to kind of um the things that i want to know are things that i can compare with the documentation we have in our committee so when we um when we document an aggression um, Uh -huh. uh, to a journalist we ask them like okay where are you from what kind of coverage you know you were like doing an interview you were like covering a protest you were doing what and also um who was the perpetrator i mean because in mexico uh, like half of the times the perpetrator is the state or someone that comes some authority so i think this would be very dangerous to have like in the app but I would really love to know it, but I don't know how to do it like in a safe way. Yeah. There's two, there's in, something we're exploring are things that are measured by asking the user, like, hey, we noticed you are, don't have data service. It tell, can you tell us why? Like, so like the app can sort of detect they have no data, active mobile data, and we could ask them something. Um, or things we just measure, we say, we, we can measure stuff automatically that's helpful, you know, the sort of active versus passive, things we would just ask the user questions and then they can choose versus saying, hey, trust us, we're going to measure data usage. So that's something to think about where with these users, what choice do we give them and when do we? And, and I have a question and this comes like from a lot of ignorance on my part, but I don't really understand what, like, okay, so when you, when an app asks you something, you know, rate the, the app, you give five stars, one star, where does the information go to? I mean, it's going to stay on the phone. It's going to go to you guys. It's going to stay in the server yeah. here in Mexico. I don't know what happens with it's that. A, no, it's, it's very opaque to the users where it goes and who it goes to and who knows. Most of the time, if it's a, you know, review or rating that goes to the app store or the play store. If it's something like, Hey, you know, opt in, you know, help us make this app better, you know, and help us that goes to either like Google analytics first, it goes, you know, probably to Google or Facebook or any company that offers like a tracking system to measure apps. And then the person logs in there. So what we're talking about is very different. It would stay on your phone. And then at some point, if you felt it was useful to share it, you could share it, you know, or we would say, hey, we've, we've found some useful stuff. You've, you've let us do this. And then after two weeks, like, would you like to share some of this information with the app developer directly? So it would go on your, wherever we put the server, we could put it in, physically in your office in Mexico if you wanted. So, but right now, yeah, it's confusing. And most of the time it goes to a third party like Google. I'm sorry, I have a lot, of, a lot of questions in that regard. I mean, and if someone steals or, like, they don't steal, but they capturan 
if they get access to yeah yeah like if you're in an interview and a police officer grabs your phone without right. your consent and they can have if you rated and you answered all the things that we want to to know um can they have access to this information or yeah. like if they you know obligate the journalist to give me your password whatever can they know about it again the, um i'll tell you a case where the authorities absolutely you know could could know a fail case so apple uh i think it was iphone 4 or something one of their engineers said look we want to make like our gps better our maps better so we're going to just um store all the location that where the user's been like in a folder it'll be totally hidden but we'll like write every gps location they've been into this folder right and you know, they thought no one could see it right <laughs> um and that it was just for apple to use Well, someone figured out that it's quite easy to access that folder and get all the location data of where you've been. And yes, it stayed on the phone, but it was not protected on the phone. So if you were detained by police or anyone who could access, they could see your location history quite easily. And that was a pretty big scandal at the time. So the idea of saying if we store this data, we have to store it safely. Um is important. So we would store it in the same way that we store the other data in Circulo, which is encrypted locally. But it doesn't mean that I mean there wouldn't be any like they couldn't just tap on the phone and see the responses. There won't be a a a user interface that shows it. But if they did have some sort of digital forensic tool and they could force the user to give up their PIN code there is a chance so i think so it's a non-zero risk that anything they tell us as part of this clean insights could be compromised our goal is that once it is sent to a server it's deleted right so it's not kept around forever um but yeah it we're we're asking them for more information and the questions you ask do carry risk so i won't that's i can't give a guarantee that No, once we send it to a server, it's deleted. It also brings up the kind of consideration that in part of what we're doing with this is discovering, you know, what is useful to learn through metrics and what is what do we keep for in-person events and in, like interviews and focus groups. Um So there, there may be things, some things where it's like, well, actually knowing who, what kind of situations they're in, um, and cross-checking that with our documentation, maybe that's something we're not comfortable doing in metrics. Um, but we, you know, we continue to do that in other ways. Um, experiment with this and see kind of run through there were a couple key things that you guys had mentioned um have them underlined okay uh access to internet um how much data that absorbs which parts of the country and kind of their someone a person's experience in their first moments if they're having any troubles um i want to walk through this and see if we did get this information um what it would look like and then kind of assess are we comfortable are we comfortable with that 
Um, so with access to, access to the internet, there's a, there are different resolutions we could get. Um, the first I would say is just like, are they using the app when they're online connected to data or offline? So we have, what do our towers look like? That's, that's a data tower. <laughs> um, versus offline would be no internet at all. The cloud with the net. Um, actually, let's start with let's start with just we're going to cross that one out for now. Online or offline? This is one probably the most basic resolution where you're not you're not exposing any kind of network information. Um, they could be when they're online, they could be using data or Wi-Fi, but this would give you insight into let's say. The number of people using it offline are, let's see, how many total people do you think are using Circular right now? Mm, the report we sent to Judy like a month ago, it was like 300 downloads. That's, I don't know how many people from the Hundreds, yeah. Just, we're in the, in the hundreds. That's the number I had in my mind, Fabi, before you said Really? That. Yes. Exact number. That's crazy. Okay. Um, so let's say if there are 300, how would we break this down online and offline? We could Can say. You use circular offline? I don't think it works offline, right? Because not even SMS is working anymore. Well, it'll. Mm, Does it queue? It queues. It queues. Oh, okay. But I mean. I could see people trying to use it offline and it not working and that we something we should know maybe. <laughs> yeah, if they're in a rural area doing an interview and trying to send an alert and then the alert is sent after. So if an alert is sent and it's queue, is there a way to know if it was for how long it was out of um Yeah, so you know like you see the clock and then you see a check and then you see a double check, right? So we know how long it was queued up before it's sent. We know the check is when it's been sent and the double check is that somebody's seen it. Oh, cool. Okay. Those are the three states. So we have, we see all the timeline of every alert. Yeah, we can, we could measure that. We don't now, but we could. <laughs> yeah. So one thing, this actually kind of leads into, uh, Vlad, one thing you had mentioned in, how people's first moments experiencing it is, you know, are there any kind of like pitfalls or things they're confused about? Um, there might be a lot of jumping around. This could give us insight into a potential pitfall. For example, let's say on average, 20% of the time people are using the app offline. Um, we could break this down and know uh, that there have been, let's say, I'm making up numbers, 60 attempts <laughs> to uh, post a new status offline. And maybe maybe those are urgent. So this would, if we knew this kind of story, this what it's telling us is that people are expecting to be able to use it offline and they're trying to post something urgent. But what we know is that no one's actually going to receive that until they're online. So maybe that's a potential. 
that's a potential pitfall or something that would help us understand moving forward, we need to design that better, for example, or like we need to make it clear. Um, let's get into, on in regards to access, let's get into how much data the app is absorbing. Nathan, do you have, how could, can we pull this off? Yeah, I mean, we can measure rough, roughly. Um, you know, we know what we send, like we know what the app, each message the app sends to the server and receives. And we know, now there's some added um, size because of encryption. Um, but roughly, you know, we could say, uh, we can, and also battery, right? Uh, the, so I would say it's possible to measure data and battery use through a couple different methods. What would that show up for? One thing we could do is actually expose that in the app to the user. Um, and then we could, we could pull an aggregate as well. If we were thinking about one individual profile, so we, we'll do our average user. Let's say, how much do you think they would use? One megabyte? Um, I mean, it should be low, right? It, it really, you know, we're not doing pictures. We're really not doing voice. We're not doing voice messaging. You know, they're, they're just connected with a few people. You know, there are kind of little bit of just constant back and forth going that should be, you know, in the kilobytes. So, you know, I think the idea that there, there are users who maybe have 500 megabytes total. And, and so, yeah, what would be appropriate, you know, kind of use, but it, you know, if you have one circle, it depends on the number of circles because the more circles and the more different people are in those circles, then the, it starts increasing. So, um, but yeah, I, because you're sending it just the number, once you start connecting to people, it kind of builds on itself. And so that, you know, you get like messages, but there are, this isn't, this would be important to know, like if we're sending unnecessary data, like, Oh wow, we're really surprised. The person is really not using it that much. They're only using it from, you know, emergency or when they're feeling, you know, anxious or worried. Um, yet it's still using, you know, 10 megabytes per day, just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. Um, but that's a case of, you know, what's interesting is that's something we could probably measure ourselves in a laboratory setting as opposed to, do we need the user? I mean, this is like, this is bringing up, you know, there's things that like, that would be cool to measure. Do we need the users to measure it? Or could we do it in an artificial setting, a simulation? Yeah. Oh, to understand how much the app is actually using when it's just, yeah. Yeah. Like that's something we could measure and we should measure, but maybe we only measure it in a simulated environment. And that doesn't mean that clean insights isn't the way to do this. It just means, Maybe there's a new category of measurement that you guys are helping us understand here, which is like 
measurement to do in a simulation, but not in real world, you know, or something, you know, a diagnostic that we never ask a regular user to turn on. Maybe it's hidden under settings and we turn it on as part of our testing, but we really don't ever ask a normal user to turn it on. Right. And not because it's super dangerous, but you know, if we can simulate yeah. the, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just there if they're having a, if they say, man, this thing is using all my data. I hate it. Then we say, Oh, go into settings, turn this on and it'll now tell you how much data is being used. Um, Hmm. We've we've had this with the Orbot app a lot. People saying, "Oh, it's using all my data." Yep, we got a lot of emails like that. But in but it looks like it's using data because all your app data is going through Orbot. <laughs> like, no, that's your yeah, YouTube it's not, data. It's, it's not or, it's not Orbot by itself. Orbot, yeah. Same with battery usage. Like Orbot gets blamed a lot. <laughs> So it could be useful for advocating users who get frustrated or have a perception that's wrong. But anyway, that I haven't thought about that before. So thank you for already. Yeah, I was like thinking perhaps in, in those places where, where you actually mentioned like uh, you have like 500 megabytes or like uh, it's, it's not uh, so much. Uh, perhaps like you have connection, but then you have like uh, some or limited connection or like uh, poor uh, and, and, and very uh, with a low quality connection. So perhaps it's like also like, a, like saying, you know, this, this app can actually like work on, in those environments, even if you have like a, a bad connection or even if you have like a low quality because it doesn't have like uh, pictures and audio or video or so on. It's, it, it could be like a, a way, uh, certain like easy way of uh, also like uh, sending the, those others and, and, and have like this connection with uh, with your circle yeah for sure yeah cool so this is interesting um i also it makes me think that um this could this number could be insightful in itself because if you say oh, on average maybe one one thing is to do a simulation to really understand are we wasting people's data which is a good question <laughs> um, also through this number you could begin to understand oh it's one kilobyte that's being used on average that's no problem like we know it probably isn't causing frustration for users you know like Say that number could also be, I don't know, maybe it's huge and then it's totally a red flag. <laughs> you know, like people could be ditching the app for this reason because it's using too much. Um, it also brought up something interesting about uh, the number of circles people are using, which is connect, can be connected to how much data is, it's, the app is absorbing. But this would also begin to give us insight into how people are using it. Um, it makes me also ask the question like, um, how many are active? Active, yeah, active. <laughs> How many circles are active versus like not <laughs> active at all? Um, in terms of where that would take us or, oh, thank you. <laughs> How that would kind of help inform 
the development of it in the future, um, it would make me wonder, well, is there an easy way to get to delete a group? Or like, maybe groups should go away if they're not active for three months or whatnot. Um, some thoughts there. Talk about. Well, I would. I think number of circles is one of those fairly safe things to measure, where it would just be this number. You know that wouldn't indicate. I mean, it wouldn't compromise anything. I don't know what does number of circles tell about. You know, one. I the if someone has many circles, well, maybe that says ah, this person is an organizer. This person's a central hub we should target them. So maybe it isn't safe, but it could also mean they just like the app and they have friends and family and workers. And, and that they know how to use it, right? Because it, yeah. it takes like a few steps to get into creating a lot of circles. So yeah. they, it's kind of an indicator that they know how to use the app. I mean, we don't, what we would see on the server is just, you know, I mean, we can even ag aggregate it, but the idea we would get from a user with a pseudonym, right? We don't know their name and we wouldn't tie it to an IP address. The server would just say, this unique user this week had this many circles, you know. Um, now, we also kind of know that already on the server because you, a circle is essentially like a group on the server. So just to note, Carrie, there, some of these things we may not need to put anything in the app itself that like the server might know these things just based on the fact that the server has to know who's in what group to send messages. So there's some things that we are still clean insight kind of measurements that we need to do in a privacy protecting way, but it doesn't necessarily mean we need to put any tracking new tracking in the app itself. Right. Right. Yes. On, can I ask a question on the, sorry, they're doing work outside. I hope it's not too loud for construction. Um, so if we knew the number of circles people have, we could also measure like how many interactions they're having if we wanted to. So like how many updates they send or how many emojis they use which would allow us to understand a little bit more about how they use the circles. So that's an interesting thing. Like on the server, it's all encrypted. So we don't know what is what you just, you know, oh. but that's something you could measure on the client in the app. Uh, you know, that would be, Oh, they, they posted an update. They used emoji. And so that, that's something that's interesting but we'd have to, you know, maybe we just do an average number per week. This week, on average, how many times did they respond with an emoji versus, or what, what did they, or a bully, true or false? Did they post a status this week, true or false? You know, mm -hmm. so there's ways to really limit the resolution to make it a very kind of rough number on the clients. But that's a, that's a good piece of measurement we could not do on the server. We don't one of the things one of the things I was curious about in thinking through this was how many people are using the app to share a location um, versus versus like posting a, a message I know that in the 
workshops we've done, location sharing is a huge thing. It, it also makes me wonder like how often they're sharing location. Like for example, is it, do we, we've talked about scenarios or someone's, a journalist is on their way to an interview and maybe they share their location, their protocols that they share their location every 20 minutes. Um, it would, some data around that could be really interesting. Um, and we could do it in a way that it's, we're not, cat, get, we're not getting their location, it's just like true or false, did they share location or not? Yep. I'm gonna put some numbers in here. And it could be, was it, is it, did they do it this day, this week, this month, this year, right? So the time, like there's a window of time too that you could decide on that you felt some comfort with. Yeah. Um, on the topic of location, um, Marcia did mention in the beginning, like it would be helpful to know if it's north or south, if, if it's in the north part of the country or south part of the country. Um, it, it seemed that there's this question of like resolution, right? So like not knowing exact location, but a general area. I'm curious about your the comfort level in doing this. If we were to say, if you were to measure that and say, no, like 50% of our users are in the north, how do you think the how do you think your users would feel if about that if you were? if you knew the general area or region. Yeah, I think, I, I don't even know if that's feasible. Like if it, it can be done to know like north center and south of the country, that would be like optimal because we have a lot of differences regionally in the country. Um, I think they would feel okay with that but not because they really want to do it but maybe because they don't know or I, I don't I don't want to speak on their behalf but maybe you know we have a lot of uh, a digital divide here in Mexico so a lot of people and especially uh, women because of the history etc don't really own their technology so maybe we can ask them but it doesn't mean that they exactly know what they're giving and I think it's more like, um, yeah, I, I don't see anything that just by asking, like, a, approximately, where are you? Like, in the north, in the south, or in the center? I think it would be okay, but maybe we have to take, a, like, a special effort to try to tell them what this implies, because it's different than to just know if they use Circulo online or offline. This is, I don't know, it's different. Maybe... This is getting to the clean insights kind of methodology in that, okay, so step one is like, well, we, if we roughly know where they are, maybe we can learn some things about them or help them. But then you're saying, well, 
there's actually a deeper question, you know, about digital divide and access and, you know, maybe users would feel better. What if instead we said, do you, a, a little question popped up, do you face challenges, you know, staying connected or do you face like, um, you know, do you have challenges with technology, access to technology and staying connected? Like, would that, is that more empowering than saying, let us track you so we can help you? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because like, also like regarding to, to this, I was thinking uh, like of, of, of some groups of, of women who actually maybe they are like not uh, as, as women journalists, but uh, like as activists in their communities and women that are that, like start organizing themselves and they're like uh, pushing like some pressure to, to the governments, like uh, asking some for some information or, uh, or anything else. Uh, <clears throat> But what, what we saw also like in, uh, particularly in the state of Chiapas, it's like, uh, and I don't know how, if, if it's like an indicator or not, but there is like a, also like a, a divide, a generational divide or a generation divide between like, uh, if, if someone is like using perhaps like more the app, it's also sometimes means that, or they are like a young woman uh, who actually have their their device who are like they they don 't have like the fear of using it uh, so like sometimes like uh, yeah like certain technology or say certain like usage of uh, of apps or smartphones and and so on it really makes like a, a big difference of those women like uh, uh, more than thirty or even sometimes like forty from those who are like uh, teenagers or, uh, or young, young people who it's like uh, using it and uh, uh, like, uh, yeah, not being afraid. So sometimes even when we are like talking to some woman journalists, it could be sometimes that it, it creates like a difference from, from those who are like, uh, 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 yeah, like in their, like, yeah, have like more age right. uh, with those who are like, uh, like uh, like young i you know in our experience with supporting users and you know fabi has this experience a lot and i do with you know answering twitter and replies i mean you, so there's the people that maybe use an app and they don't like some they get stuck oh this app's terrible it doesn't work i hate it and then you try to convert them and say oh what yeah what is it how can we help and let's make it better. And Oh, do you have the new version and let's try to fix it. So that's one approach as opposed to this proactive approach where we say, Hey, are you, you know, do you need help, extra help or are you face challenges? Can we help you? Here's how you connect and on WhatsApp, we're ready to listen to you come over here. So meaning like, and then thinking about our funders, what we want as a product or what our funders want, right. Is we could say, not that like we received, you know, 10 angry, emails or messages and then help them as opposed to like we did outreach to people facing digital divide challenges and ensured that they like had the right access you know it's like proactive versus responsive and i so if we could find a way to proactively do it in the app and and without you know oh what's your age and where do you live 
and then we'll decide what we think your problems are. So maybe there's some, I don't, don't know, but I, I just think there could be a moment. There's a moment of truth where you're like, good luck. And if you fail, get angry. And then we'll try to stop you from being angry versus, Hey, we know you might have challenges. What can we do? Yeah. I've never built anything like that before, but <laughs> maybe we could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Well, uh, we're kind of coming to time. And is there anything, two things, is there anything we've missed or any thoughts that you'd like to share? That's the first, and then we'll, we'll wait for, yeah. That's the first question. <laughs> is there anything we've missed or things we're thinking about? Not from my no. side. You didn't dive into kind of, Vlad, what you had been speaking to at the beginning, which is how are people experimenting with the app? Or like, what is what are their first moments like? Um, which we'll, we're within the kind of clean insights thinking overall, we're experimenting with ways of like, what does that look like? Um, some of the other questions that have been asked are like, how much time do people spend in various parts of the app? Um, but it gets at, yeah, we're look, looking at ways where we can do this that is not like we're tracking, we're watching everything that you do, you know, but um, could still give some insight into what people's experience is like. Um, but an, on, an ongoing exploration. Yeah, I, I was also like thinking like those moments where perhaps like the people get get stuck more or when, when they like uh, uh, sometimes like uh, as, as Nathan was like, like saying like, oh, uh, they start using and then there's like something that they, they cannot like move forward or they're like experiencing like some, like, I don't know how to, to resolve or I don't know how to, to, to move on. I don't know where to click or where to do something. And then poof, I just like, uh, uh, just like set aside this, this app because maybe it's 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 great maybe there is like something very attractive but there is a certain feature there is like certain uh, uh yeah like something where i just like get stuck and and that makes me like not like keep moving it's uh uh perhaps like it could be like so 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 big and so great that it just like uh, stops you from uh, from like keep uh uh, using it or like uh, uh, yeah I, that, that's something that will now where you're like mentioning this yeah I can imagine like a stuck counter that we compute you know each app would be unique but some we'd be like adding and they'd reach a threshold like this user's stuck <laughs> <laughs> and then at that point we do something you know either we 
just send a little number to the server like another user got stuck or we pop a, a message up and say are you stuck can we help yeah but how to calculate stuckness <laughs> no you know they don't ever post a status they don't create us they create one circle and don't add a friend i think we can come up with some measurements maybe that would indicate being stuck yeah yeah they would be totally specific to the app itself but there's also the thinking about like you you initiate you start to do a you initiate a feature you start to do something but you never finish and then do we could we know when people close the app because it's like there is this indication of like i'm trying to do something like you, for example, Vlad, you could start a circle, you make multiple attempts to add people, no one gets added, and you close the app. Like, it's a pretty strong case for getting stuck. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that, 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 that could be a, a moment of, of fr frustration. Yeah. You're like, yeah, not, 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 not able to, to move, to move forward, even if you're like willing to, or you are wishing to. Yeah. My favorite term that I actually, it's a UX term apparently, uh, that I learned from one of our developers is emotional friction. Sensing <laughs> emotional friction. Okay, great. Well, uh, a high level of yours to think back kind of through the things that we've sketched on what stands out to you as the most if you were to say what stands out to you as the most useful information that you would maybe if we were to say we're going to try this and experiment what what stands out as the most useful I'm not doing this the slide through survey <laughs> or Marta do you do you have a has your opinion changed at all or your feeling about from the start to an hour later? Yeah, I think that the things we want to know, like the things we discussed about um, online, offline use, how much battery it takes to run the app, etc. Those are things that don't worry me like a lot. Um, I was thinking like on our end, and not speaking about how to improve the app, but about um, how can we use the app as a tool also for advocacy, et cetera, is to what more we can ask people and to be able to contrast it with documentation of the aggressions and to try to, you know, um, yeah, to try to make visible the things that are our main concerns. But uh, what we have been discussing, I think I, I feel comfortable with it, like the things we um, said. Um, yeah, I'm less worried right now. But I, I do, uh, the points you raised, like where does the data go? How long do we retain it? Could it be used to compromise the user? These are part of a threat modeling document probably we should provide, you know, FAQ, a kind of data privacy and threat consideration. Um, yeah, and the thing that I was also thinking about is that this app, because it, it's collecting 
I, I still have to, you know, giving give a lot of thought about what what does this imply in terms of our legislation of under data protection because we have a very uh, broad uh, data, you know, legislation. So I need to figure out if this applies to Circulo or not because of the things we're, you know, asking people because they don't have to really put anything. So right now I think not, but I think if we start uh, asking more questions, then we have to comply with our regulations. So I, I have to think about it. Yeah, no, and um, actually that's great to uh, expand on that. GDPR comes up for EU often, so to understand other regional um, legislative policy is important. So, but right now, our model is GDPR, and there's also the California Computer Privacy Act. It's the other one that we keeps coming up, but obviously for Mexico, Latin America broadly, we should start including that in our documentation. Great. Um, well, thank you guys so much for your uh, ideas and insight. It's uh, it's fun to be able to kind of walk through these things with so many different perspectives. Yeah, and uh, this is, I mean, the timing is good of, so this program runs for basically about another year. Um, this current round of funding on clean insights, but it aligns well with our next uh, funding for Circulo. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see if there's an opportunity. We'll see what we promised our funder <laughs> to know <laughs> and then figure out how to support that. And if there's some opportunity to do some more, we can if it makes sense. But you know, the goal would be to be help the next round be successful and um, uh, I will hopefully be talking to uh, Nat, uh, Nat um, from OTF in an interview with funders on this project. So that'll be fun as well from the other side. But yeah, we'll keep you posted on this as we progress. And thanks for being uh, contributing to our listening and draw with me sessions. Thank you very much. I, th I think it, it will be uh, great like uh, to, to see uh, like this uh, or making perhaps like this uh, exercise at the end of the uh, of, of, of the funding that we have we're having to see what things perhaps like moved or if there come up like maybe more uh, information or more uh, like insights to to reflect around uh, around circular. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, thank thank you again. Also, it's been great to see you. Thank you. Thank you for joining. See you soon.